This is the PlayFootball.com podcast, and I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America. It's Rewind Wednesday as we go back to my interview with one of the best nicknames in all of football, named Joe Green. During Super Bowl week, I guess it's appropriate that we circle back to my interview with the man who won four Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of the most interesting things I found out during my chat with the Pro Football and College Football Hall of Famer is the fact that despite his nickname, Mean Joe was bullied as a young boy, and that spilled onto the football field at Dunbar High School in Temple, Texas. I was just a normal kid, I think, growing up. And so often you 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 get this image of of football players being uh, rough and tough and you know probably don't think about anything other than themselves and um, I guess I had an opportunity to share you know a little bit of my life through football all the way up and say so it's not uh, it's kind of different yeah you know I wasn't uh, I was I always been large. But I never considered myself the macho man, you know. <laughs> I wasn't. I wouldn't tell anyone I loved the contact. I loved the hit. That's <laughs> that's a fallacy. And anybody that says it, I think they're just not telling you the truth. There were a lot of times, uh, as I st- stated, that I uh, I was hiding and running home from school, trying to uh, trying to escape the the people that were. I felt that was dangerous to me. They wanted to get a piece of my hide, you know. So you really were bullied as a teenager, um, and, and then that kind of spilled out onto the football field with your temper and all that. And uh, is that all part of the the Mean Joe part of Mean Joe Green? But but how did that all transform? Well, uh, after I I caught it a bit of a transformation uh, quite accidentally. Um, that I, uh, the guy that had been bullying me, bullying me for for a good little while, um, we, and we were uh, we were pals, you know, but uh, uh, he did one thing that was unforgivable, and I uh, I attacked him, and I for whatever reason I overcame being afraid and and to stand up for myself. And, and I think that that also was uh, a big transformation in terms of how I uh, I played football. Uh, I, I think I went from being uh, large and timid into, into being uh, uh, large and very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way I learned how to play. And um, until I got into situations where I found out that that wasn't really the way that you were supposed to play football. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, and we're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, Coach Chuck Knoll, the head man at the Steelers, made that. But before we get into the pro ranks, I just want one other question. You do give credit in the book to your uh, your high school coach uh, there at Dunbar, um, uh, Lester Moore, uh, saying uh, he, he talked to you about a lot of things, but there were certain things that stuck out in your mind. What what did your high school coach deliver to you at that time that maybe maybe wasn't making sense, but now as a, a guy that's a member of the College Football Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you go, boy, uh, Coach Moore knew a thing or two. Well, from, from the old school, uh, he, he talked about the physicality of the game. How do you have to be physical? Um, and he talked about aggressiveness. Uh, and one of his old-fashioned statements was, 
about uh, he says that it's not the size of the dog, but it's the size of the fight in the dog, and that that meant that uh, anybody could play football, and it didn't matter what size you were as long as you had the attitude and, and the hustle and the effort. That's the way I, I, I uh, evaluated it later on. That it was about the energy that you put forth in doing what you were doing. And um, I think that I, I believe over time, I, I, you know, the effort and energy that I put into playing was, um, was brought about by anger. And the anger wasn't the thing that was supposed to to propel me. It was the 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 competition, and and and, and through my time of playing the playing the game through high school, college, and pro, I learned that it was it was about uh, teammates and competition and and showing up each and every time you had to play, and that you had to prepare to to be your very very best. Uh, uh, not not just on game day, but during the week and 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 and, and, and through uh, the off season, everything went into that one day, and it just didn't start that one day. <laughs> it's so yeah. There's a profession from uh, from the high school days to you're a professional. You have to be part of all that. Is there any way for you to describe uh, your relationship with Chuck and and what he meant for you, not only as a as a professional football player, but as a man? Well, um, as a man and as a coach and a leader, um, Chuck exemplified what that meant to me. Um, I saw so many times when when doing that one in thirteen season and the seasons that followed, um, how he stayed the course. Uh, when times that he was saying things that you couldn't see any light in it, that, uh, you know, you do certain things and this is going to help you be in a position to win. And we never saw those things because we never put ourselves in a position to win. And it, uh, it, it, it was very difficult to see some truth in what he was saying. But eventually when we did win, more than we lost, you started to see evidence of, of what he had been trying to coach. And through that, there were some believers start to develop in the locker room. And then we got enough leaders and believers in the locker room to overcome the doubters. And that's, uh, I think that's when we started to win. And, and I start to believe in all of that. And I never saw anything in, in Chuck's behavior that that belied what he was telling us. Not, not one thing. <laughs> um, and I just, uh, I just uh, thought he was just a special, special person. You know, he... Um, <laughs> he would say things like, uh, you know, the press... They have a, a, a job to do. Their job is different than ours, but nevertheless, they have a job to do, and you have to respect them for that job. 
you don't have to do the work for them, but you do have to respect that person in, what the, in the work that they do. Um, he told me about the officials when I was acting, you know, very unruly towards towards those guys. And, you know, he just said, uh, Joe, you know, these officials are human. You know, they have families and they have people that love them. And I'm sure that they don't like the way that you talk to them. And, <laughs> you know, and I, uh, I thought about it as I was walking away. And... Uh, it did. It did settle in that uh, you know I was I was being abusive, and, uh, and, and you know I guess he's a smart man. He knew he knew what buttons to push for me because he <laughs> basically knew that uh, uh, all the tirades that I went through they weren't of the selfish nature that it was all about me. It was the way I knew. The only way I knew how to compete and to compete and be a team player. And and some of those things weren't being a team player, although I thought they were. Mm-hmm. So um, he was able to tap into that, and and it, it never was argumentative. <laughs> it never got to that point. It just, he uh, he approached in a way that uh, I guess like a, like, I would say like a father would to a son, you know. And that's my Rewind Wednesday interview with NFL legend Mean Joe Green. Hey, coaches, don't forget to check out PlayFootball.com for some great resources that can help you improve in the coaching profession. I'm Jeff Fisher of High School Football America, and you've been listening to the PlayFootball.com podcast.